0: Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. The title of the talk is what I'm calling The Cosmic Game of Hide and Seek. Before I came, uh, went on the retreat at Spirit Rock, I gave a, a talk, uh, maybe two talks, about devotion, and how um, how powerful and supportive that quality is for practice, where uh, you have a, an ardency for the Dharma or for, in other devotional forms, for um, a guru or a God, uh, something outside of yourself. In in the Buddhist teachings, the, the closest I've come to devotion is in the list of the idipadas, and I, I think I mentioned this last time, chitta idipada, where um, it is falling in love with the Dharma that once you've tasted the depth of practice, once you've once the Dharma hook is in, as it's sometimes said, um, everything else kind of pales by comparison. You know, certainly your life goes on, but uh, and you live your life fully to the fullest. but you see that that's not the whole game and you're drawn more and more deeply into, um, awakening to the truth for yourself. And when you say I take refuge in the Dharma and you're, there's that quality of deep surrender, um, it fills you it brings it's something deeper that that brings another dimension to the practice but what are we surrendering to what is it when you take refuge in the dharma or even god which i i I shared the last time which is really a placeholder for that which cannot be named. What is it that we're surrendering to. The Buddha said there are four things that will drive you crazy. They're called the four imponderables and one of them is how this all began. What's the creative force out of which everything sprung? And he said, don't think about it too much. Just let go of trying to figure it out and open to that which is greater than you. And in the bhakti path, it's, easier because there's something that you're devoted to some creator god or a guru that you can surrender to but as i mentioned last time uh the the buddhist path theravadan buddhist path is called the path with no railings because there's there's nothing to lean on so to speak there's nothing out there No body, no thing to lean on or feel is has got your back, so to speak. Like in the devotional paths, bhakti paths. Mm -hmm. And in the bhakti path, there is this notion that you surrender to a guru or surrender to God... But ultimately, it's God, guru, and self are really one. There's no separation. In the Ramayana, I mentioned this last time. This is just a little recap before we get into this uh, this teaching that I want to share with you. In the Ramayana of um, the story of Ram, and Hanuman is a devotee, the 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 ultimate servant of of Ram, who's the embodiment of of God. And Hanuman says, when I I forget who I am, I serve you. When I remember who I am, you and I are one. So here's this paradox. We're, We're surrendering to something out there, or surrendering to something deep, deep in here beyond this form called you. In the Theravadan Buddhism, the the notion of anatta, of not-self, or the selfless nature of reality, is a doorway to seeing what is beyond you, because when you see that There's nothing solid in here, then you. You're not separate from everything. You are an expression of life happening through you. Mm -hmm. And this can be seen in uh, in meditation, in deeper states of consciousness. Uh, Sometimes we can go into very uh, deep states of concentration. And go into some very uh, unusual uh, realities. And when that happens, when if that does happen, and it's not the end all be all, that's not what we're trying to do, but it does happen, it's so clear that you're not making it happen. You're just developing some concentration and developing some conditions for something else to materialize or to manifest and you're just along for the ride it's and it's so it's so absurd to think hey look what I just did because you have no idea how it got there I remember on one retreat I, I was um, in this mm, uh, pretty uh, pretty unusual territory where I was sitting for really long hours and um, and on this one sitting, I was, st- and I didn't know how I got there. I had no idea how I got there. I would, but there I was, and I was going to go for it, you know, and just like, whoa, okay. It's not something you can force. And on this one sitting, uh, I, I was sitting and my eyes were open first after several hours and somebody comes into the hall and sits in my field of vision who I really respected as a Yogi. Right. And She comes in, and in a few moments, she's nodding, sleepy, just kind of what are called the nods. You're going down and up, down and up. And here I was, just the embodiment of, of energy and clarity. But I saw her, and I knew the hours and hours and hours that that was me that could be that could have been me tomorrow down and up like that and it occurred to me in a moment all of a sudden it wasn't me and this person and all of these meditators but the whole room kind of changed and it was just these energies embodied in different ways and here was energy and 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 concentration and here was sleepiness and here was love and here was confusion and it could all be switched in the next day or so and it was a powerful moment for me because i realized to take credit for what i was experiencing was completely absurd i didn't know how i got there but some i was there for the ride so in that when you see that you're not controlling this experience there's this sense of anatta of the selfless nature of reality and the more you see that the more you see through this separation and you are part of something much much Bigger. That is expressing itself through you. Today I was with uh, uh, someone who is sitting the two months, and and she's still sitting at home doing uh, doing her practice. And I've been checking in with her, and she was getting in touch with the the caring that just naturally came through her she can't help but care and she had some doubts about oh you know i there's maybe some ego there or going for strokes all but i said can you feel all that care inside of you can you turn it off and she said no i can't i said well where does that caring come from did you say oh Aren't I hot for all of this caring that I have? It just came through you. You couldn't even turn it off. She said, "Oh yeah, that's that's who you are, and it's both yours and not yours. You can celebrate it, but to take credit for it is kind of missing the point." So now I get to this what I what I want to share with you this text. That points to this that I have found really inspiring. Um, that I was introduced to uh, just uh, in in the month before we started uh, before we started uh, the the month long retreat, and uh, it's it's a text from Kashmir Shaivism, and let me see if I. I'm gonna paste it here. so this is this is the link to the text, and i'm I'm gonna read you, and anybody can see it. I'm gonna to read to you or share with you some of this text. i I can put it up on a screen, but I think it's a little bit it'll be a, a bit too distracting the words. So let me see if I can find it here now. Here it is. It's called, maybe I'll just share the, the, the name up on the screen. Hold on a second. Uh, here it is. It's called The Realization of Our True Heart. And it's known as the Ridayam text from Kashmir Shaivism. OK, so that's the name ridayam or realization of our true heart okay you can see it yourself uh, later on if you copy that link or you can click on the link Um, i think you're you're going to be able to copy it Um, so it's in 20 lines and i'm not going to read all the the 20 lines but I'm going to read a few of them, and we can just hang out with the meaning. We'll take it a little at a time. And this is very much how I see this play of the universe. Uh, Stan Groff um, wrote a book called The Cosmic Game, which was kind of a way of saying it's just life playing hide and seek with itself and this. text really describes it beautifully so we'll just go a little at a time and then we can explore it together. The first stanza. This. which is mysterious. uncaused. And unnameable, called by many names, the mystery, pure awareness, pure consciousness, God. This unnameable something has given birth to the entire universe. Okay, with me so far. And again, remember, the Buddha said, don't try to think how it all started. You'll go crazy. But something has given birth to this entire universe. You can call it by lots of different names. Here's the next line. By the power of its own free will, the mystery unfolds the entire cosmos out of itself while always remaining one with its creations. So somehow there is this will to manifest, although it's all coming from the same source. You with me so far? Okay. Through the power of the mystery's own free will, it contracts and limits itself as body minds. That's you and me five aggregates, in Buddhism, you are called a body-mind process. So, I'll say it again. Through the power of the mystery's own free will, it contracts and limits itself as body-minds who perceive separation and separate objects everywhere. So that means somehow life contracts in itself to these different forms. Mm -hmm. As a body-mind, the mystery conceals its true nature. It hides from itself and identifies with the mind's movements and feels itself limited by time, space, desire, knowledge, form, etc., and takes on the belief that it and everything are separate. So here it is it contracts into this form called you and me which it identifies with and has the it hides from itself and feels that it's separate from everything you ever feel separate from everything probably most of the time um in some way or another okay Next. Though always undivided, as a body-mind, it conceals itself in the belief of separation, perceiving itself as many separate forms, all distinct one from the other. Okay, as we just said now identified as a separate form who is born bewildered suffers and dies it conceals its true undivided nature that is always one with its expressions next then in its role as a separate soul these they use this word soul as a separate entity one could say it turns the mind inward enabling it to remember the true state of affairs So somehow it turns its mind inward and starts to remember the true state of affairs, that the entire play of birth, life, death, concealment, and revelation are simply itself disguised. Delighting in its own display of apparently separate forms and names. So as you start to turn the mind inward. And remember and see like in a meditation retreat that you're not really separate. You start to see through the game and realize it's simply itself disguised okay just a few more of these coming to coming to just the pith concealed within the illusory veil of separation with mind turned inward its fire of awareness partially burns away all misperceptions of separation and suffering i'll read that again concealed within the illusory veil of separation with the mind turned inward its fire of awareness awareness partially, or one could say, begins to burn away all the misperceptions of separation and suffering. As the belief in separation dissolves, in a timeless moment of revelation, the entire universe... Everything is realized to be simply its own self. The realization that I and everything is it is enlightenment. Liberation from the belief of duality and separation even as it continues to spin its web of duality of apparently infinite separate forms but it sees through that sense of i and separation okay and now the last one that i'll read there's more but this is this will be the last one the means for recognizing and abiding in and as this the means for recognizing and abiding in and as this our true heart and our true home include but are not limited to the following so here's different ways to recognize the true state of affairs And these are ones probably that you've experienced in your own meditation one. Not identifying with thoughts as they arise. So having a thought and not taking it personally or thinking oh or believing in that thought, but just seeing oh it's just mental fabrication it's just the mind creating a story. So that's one means, to not identify with thoughts as they arise. You probably have seen a little bit of this in meditation. I hope so, if you've been practicing for a little while. Thoughts just come out of nowhere. But we take them to be real or us that's 1 2 another means for recognizing abiding as the thought-free state of mind sometimes there's not a whole thought a whole lot of thought going on or you're completely absorbed in the moment and there's not you this sense that you're not running the show. And there's, when there's no thoughts, it's just life being three, another means remaining inwardly focused even as attention turns outward to worldly objects and movements. That is, you can be involved and engrossed in living your life and you stop on the red and you go on the green, but you know this is just the play of consciousness, the Leela, as it's said in Hinduism and you remain connected to that deeper home remembering the state of affairs and then four remaining as the dynamic stillness of pure awareness amidst every thought and deed so you get in touch with the pure awareness amidst every thought indeed, and, and then five lastly abiding as the stillness of pure awareness which is present during at the end of each breath so you touch that place and then you more and more cultivate it and you see that's the true state of affairs and this is just the game the 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 tibetans call it the magical display of reality this is just the magical display but it's really life just expressing itself this unnameable source of everything When I was a kid I write about this in awakening joy when I was a kid I somehow would would play my own variation of this game, and I would ask myself and maybe you've done this, and I used to think. You know, I thought I was the only one until I got into the Dharma, but I used to ask myself. How is it? Well, I didn't actually say these words because I was very young. I was like about five or six years old when I started doing this, and then I did it throughout my childhood. But the the kind of nonverbal question that would turn me inside out was. How is life knowing that it's alive? I don't know if this makes any sense at all to you, but I would just say, how How does life know itself? And it would turn me inside out and I'd start to laugh. Every time I'd had this reflection, I'd start to laugh and I came to call it the big giggle. That was my name for it. And whenever I would ask myself that, how is life knowing knowing itself? I would start to laugh. And who knew that that was probably as profound as I could have gotten after all of these years of practice? That was it. And I've been kind of somehow returning to that with all of these years of sitting on the cushion and practice, it's just playing with itself through us. So, how to to do this, that's one way for me. That was a, a doorway for me. But in the meditation practice, one way to do the meditation is and and I've, I've gone through this practice with with people is to shift instead of being mindful of objects turning your attention to be aware of the awareness that is knowing the objects and this is the big mind meditation that joseph does and that uh that that he he's taken from tibetan practices uh the great uh the tibetan book of great liberation where you are instead of focusing on the objects you're focusing on the awareness that knows the objects and maybe i'll take you through just a little a little big mind, a little big mind right now, just to give you a sense of it. We won't go through a whole big mind meditation, but to just, yeah, just play around with it. And, and partly one of the things that I do to, to kind of have people start to understand this, I'll do this little exercise, hold your hand out in front of you right now, okay? and look at it look at it really carefully and notice what you see look carefully what do you see and just in the interest of time instead of going back and forth probably see lines maybe you see fingers maybe you see knuckles sometimes people say a lot of hard work a lot of creativity Lots of things to see. Do you see the space around the hand? That's actually occupying more of your field than those fingers. So one could say, what's really here is space with a hand in it. But we are usually drawn to the objects. Okay, you can put your hand down. So this is a a kind of seeing the space in which objects occur all right and I just invite you now to relax we'll do just a a five minute big mind Mm. I'd like you to just be still And be comfortable and first open up to some sounds, just to sounds. And I'm going to introduce some sounds. Be with the sounds, the sound of my voice, the sound of the bell. Maybe the sounds inside your room. Noticing sounds appearing and disappearing in the open. Clarity of awareness. Now, become aware of sensation. Points of feeling like stars in the night sky. Not head or shoulders or back or legs or arms, just points of sensation. Like stars in the night sky of awareness. No inside, no outside, no boundaries, separations. Sounds and sensations only arising and passing in the open space of awareness. Now become aware of thoughts and images, like clouds passing through the sky, arising and vanishing in the open sky of awareness. sounds sensations thoughts images just appearing and disappearing in the open stillness of awareness Now become aware of awareness itself. Awareness is clear. And invisible like empty space. Without color. Or form. It is, but it doesn't tangibly exist. Become aware of awareness. allow all experience to appear and disappear. Without the slightest movement towards or away from any object. All arising and passing in the open space of awareness. not reaching towards or away from any experience, simply resting in being, resting in awareness, We're going to end this meditation in a moment when they ring the bells next that will end. The meditation. Until then simply rest. In awareness. Nothing to do. Completely relaxing into being. So this is a kind of my one way of not getting caught in the objects, but simply it's about complete relaxing and not doing anything. That's the, that's the irony. When you let go of doing all doing and simply relax completely and allow and receive life is knowing itself through you and when you don't see that life is playing hide and seek through you it seems like it's separate It seems like you're separate, but that's not the true state of affairs. Yes, you're separate on one level, but on a much deeper level, it's all coming out of the same thing. Just the cosmic dance, the Leela, hide and seek. So I think I'll I'll stop here and just see. I hope this made some sense, and if it didn't, just let go of needing to figure anything out. And uh, we can take some time if there's any any questions, any comments, anything that you wanna wanna share from that. You can just. Uh, You can either raise your hand um, or unmute yourself. Don't be shy. I wanted to leave some time for conversation. Charmaine, did you want to say something? Uh, I'll unmute yourself.
1: Uh, before we sat down together, I was, was uh, in this catastrophe of, of the computer and it, everything went wrong and all that. And I couldn't shake. I was just so pissed at myself mostly and now i just feel really nice <laughs> and i i like all this all this stuff around me that doesn't <laughs> tangibly exist it's lovely i thank you i thank you
0: thanks charmaine yeah and and that it, it's so what happens is we go from, oh, this computer and uh, and, and whatever it is. And the mind is small. But when we relax, it gets bigger, 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 bigger. And there's all the space. And when there's all that space, you're not fighting against reality. So it's about spaciousness that's... That's the key.
1: And it doesn't matter. What happens doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I lost money. So it was a scam. So what?
0: You got it. It's all (laughs) just the cosmic game. Yeah. That's it. Um, Let me want to take a look and see if I can. There was a. Yeah. Where is it? Is it? thing that, uh, yeah, here, this is, uh, well, let's see any, any other comments, any other questions or observations? So this is, uh, if there is, we'll, we'll find out in a moment. We still have about five minutes. This is one of my favorite passages, a Tibetan passage from Gendon Rinpoche. I've, you might be ready uh, familiar with it happiness cannot be found through great effort and willpower but is already here in relaxation and letting go don't strain yourself there's nothing to do let the game happen on its own, springing up and falling back without changing anything, and all will vanish and reappear without end. Only our searching for happiness prevents us from seeing it. Wanting to grasp the ungraspable, you exhaust yourself in vain. As soon as you relax this grasping. space is here open and inviting. and comfortable. Nothing to do. Nothing to force. And everything happens by itself. That's a great Zogchen teaching. These are all different ways to express the same thing when we get out of the way and don't make life such a drama and sometimes of course it is a drama and i'm all for making this a better world, but in the bigger picture, when we can see it's just the play of consciousness. There is a sense of ease and and spaciousness that can hold everything else in a different perspective. Uh, Maggie, hi. Hi,
1: hi, James. Hi. Hi. Hey. Um, I really liked the line that was sort of once you realise these constructions, they're still going on, these sort of like the constructions, the views, they're all still sort of like happening, but somehow you've got that big, bigger perspective, and sort of like you can just see, because we can't escape them. Yeah. Do that, Mm -hmm. Um, but you just sort of, yeah, you're just opening up to to that, yeah.
0: And that's the play. That's where you can you begin to play at your life instead of taking it so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: those views are just sort of yeah, you just correct contract around them. But you just open them. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you so you play it as as yeah. as if it counts. It's the only it's the only game, as Ramda says. It's the only dance there is. But you see, it's just a game. In fact, I'm just remembering now. Since I, I have be here now. I happen to have it from something I was sharing yesterday in the Awakening Joy course. Uh, be here now, my Bible, um, that that got me into this all. So, the the last section of the Brown pages. Let's see if you can if you can see this. After all of this, so it says. Mm. Yeah. You're standing on a bridge watching yourself go by. <laughs> so that's that's it. You're kind of seeing your life as this movie, and it's all just a game. And, you know, I want to play the James... Barra's game, full on as best as I can. But when I remember it's just a game, it's so much lighter. So that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Well, it's it's just about time, so um, we can just uh, dedicate the merit. Mm. And if this didn't land for you, let go of it. But if you can take your life a little bit lighter and play, play the movie of being you and enjoy the play. I mean, why not? You can make it into a horror show or a melodrama or a comedy or a, a sweet. A sweet beautiful movie and you're there, all of them at different times, but remember you've got a choice so. let's feel gratitude that we can all spend a Thursday evening together. Because we love the Dharma we love the truth we love waking up. and just tuning into our good fortune, sharing the merit of all that we do here together, all that we've shared this evening, and wrap it up into one big ball of merit and send it out and share it with the world may all know true happiness and peace may all see through the game and play at their lives with love and with caring and with mm, wisdom and compassion may our coming here together be for the benefit all of all